One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn-Awardner, and this month has seen so many returns to the podcast with guests coming back for their third, second, and sometimes fourth visits. I have no issue with this, by the way. I love it when people come back to the show. And this episode is no different. I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Howard Murad back to the podcast. Many of you know, I'm sure you'll know Dr. Murad as one of the pioneers of doctor-led skincare, one of the wisest and kindest people in the beauty industry. He really is, and I know the last time he came on, so many people got in touch just to say how wise they thought he was, how they really appreciated listening to his perspective. And he is known for beauty, but we don't actually talk too much about beauty in this episode. If you remember on his last visit, he really has shifted focus on quality of life, on how to live well, on how to avoid stress. And this episode really is Dr. Murad's insight into how we all need to slow down, breathe, and appreciate the life around us and not get caught up in the stuff that actually isn't important. Very wise men indeed. So without any further ado, I'm so delighted he was able to come back. He doesn't come over to the UK very often, so it's always such a pleasure to steal some of his time. But here he is making a very welcome return. It's Dr. Murad on The Emma Gunn Show. Dr. Murad, welcome back. Great to be back with you, Emma. Love to be here. Um, It is always so good to speak to you because... I always think we're going to have one kind of conversation and then I come out having had a completely different one and my life is better for it. (laughs) I hope the same thing will happen again. Because you are one of the biggest names in skincare, but as much as you know everything, you are also a huge proponent of wellness and of living the best possible life that you could possibly live. And... In many ways, I think the conversation we had a couple of years ago was so ahead of the wellness curve. And this is, this is a life you've been living for a long time, isn't that right? Absolutely. What does wellness mean to you? You know, wellness is bigger than anything. Uh, when I look at the word wellness, it encompasses health and happiness and joy and living the best life. Uh, there are many words um, in, the, in different languages that say that, but wellness is all-encompassing. It's a sense of well-being, a sense of feeling the best that you can be, accomplishing your dearest goals, um, all of those things and more. Mm-hmm. How, how does one prioritize it, and how, does, how do you even know if you're not looking after it properly? Okay. Well, you know, we could talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. I've coined a term called modern wellness, which is slightly different than uh, other kind of wellness, because modern times require 
different things. Mm-hmm. Modern times include what I call cultural stress, the stress of modern living, mm-hmm. um, the number of hours people spend on their iPhones and their computers, and how we have a, a lifestyle that is very sedentary. We sit a lot. We don't do any exercise. We're seeing more and more chronic disease. We're seeing more anger, more hostility. Uh, we're seeing all kinds of negative impacts on living the modern life. And we have to address those beyond the traditional what happened maybe even 10 years ago. Life wasn't as complicated as it is now. So dealing with the new life, the new cultural stress, is a real big component of wellness. And it's it's maybe the most important. I think I see a lot, and I think I do this myself, where I just put all of the blame for modern living or not not feeling as though I'm living well or the, not feeling as though the world is living well at the I I put all the blame on social media and technology but is when you say about chronic disease anger and hostility as much as social media might play a part or technology might play a part is it the fact that we aren't moving is that what you were saying well it's a combination of things mm. and it isn't just social media it's everything else It's the impact on the need to be more perfect. It's on the impact of never feeling worthy enough because everybody is so much better than you. It's a sense of uh, I've never been able to do what I really wanted to do. Um, the, The idea of being stagnant. And again, leading to a very sedentary lifestyle. So let's look at the biggest people that help us. We have Amazon, amazing. There's artificial intelligence. One of these days, before you even know you want to order something, Amazon is going to have that at your doorstep Mm -hmm. and have it for you. So you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go shopping. You don't have to do anything. Uh, Then there's the Netflix of the world and the others. So we used to go to the movies. We used to go to shows. We don't need to anymore. We just sit at home. I have a patient of mine who has lived in her house, has not walked out the front door more than once a week, not fresh air. She just stays home the whole time. She's watching TV, Netflix, whatever. And then there's the, the Facebooks of the world. And all of these are wonderful things. I mean, we, you know, it's wonderful to have that. But the average person doesn't have very many physical contact friends. We, have, we talk even virtually is basically the way we look at, at things. Uh, you know, we may text each other but we don't actually physically contact with each other. Um, And Facebook, yes, you have 5,000 friends, but none of them are ones that you are connecting with physically. You're not having lunch with them. You're not not really talking to them. You're seeing their pictures. And in a way, it makes you feel sad because maybe they're showing pictures of how beautiful and wonderful their life is, Mm -hmm. and you don't feel that well about yourself. Um, then the Googles of the world, you know, you know, anything you want to know, you just ask them and that's it. So all of those together are encouraging a sedentary lifestyle. Sedentary lifestyle is associated with chronic disease, cancers, things like that. But in this case, it's also associated with a sense of loneliness, social isolation, um, anxiety, depression, All of those are secondary attributes of it. And I've done really wonderful research on that and seeing how we can address that. And and looking at those ramifications of what we're seeing, 
Now, I don't make it terrible, but this cultural stress, the stress of modern living, is constant, pervasive, and it's ever-increasing. And unlike other kinds of stress, we can't really do something about it. Mm. The stress of, say, a broken arm, you're going to go to the doctor, you're going to get it fixed. An illness, you go treatment, you know what it is. A divorce, you break up, it's a heartbreak, you deal with it. But this is constant, pervasive, and it overlays the regular stress that we've all had. And the problem is, at some point, when those two stresses combine, for certain people, it causes horrible issues. In the United States, for example, we see, on average, one every two weeks, one or month, I don't know how number, but quite a few of these mass shootings. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, somebody goes crazy, and they're angry, and for whatever reason, they decide they're going to shoot anybody who cares who it is, so go into a theater or a church, wherever, I'm going to... Uh, and and then there's also a lot of bullying and a lot of ten- anxiety. Um, it, it encourages you to be them against me kind of thing. We used to be friendly, whatever your political feelings were. At least you were my friend. Now, mm-hmm. if you're one side, you're not my friend because mm-hmm. I'm not that. All of those things are impacting ourselves. And that's why I say modern wellness requires a new way of looking at wellness. And it's not just about... Um, telling you what to do. The problem with telling you what to do is it doesn't work. Mm. If I tell you you need to eat more cabbage and you don't like cabbage, you might eat it for a while, but that's not going to happen. You have to decide. And you have to decide that I can't change cultural stress. I can't change that modern living with all the rules and digital and all the devices that everybody's talking about. It's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. But I have to find a way to address it myself. And in a simple way, in a complicated way, it does re- relate to water, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So I look at the inner child, the toddler in you. So tell me about the toddler. Well, that toddler didn't judge herself. That toddler wasn't afraid of f- failure. She fell a thousand times and she got up anyway. We fail once or twice or three, and then we feel we're not good enough, and we don't even try anymore. Uh, that toddler was very creative. You gave her coloring paper, and she just didn't color in the line. She colored all over the place. She wasn't limited. She asked a lot of questions. She wanted to know what was going on. And she had a sense of self. She had a sense of feeling good about herself. And that begins, we begin to lose that by the time we're two whether it's genetic or environmental. I mean, it's happened forever, but I think it's even worse now than it had been. Um, And then looking at water, we can't do without water. And how that relates to everything I've been talking about is if you look at anything that you don't like, aging, disease, wrinkles, all of those are associated with one thing. There are many reasons But if I ask anybody in the world, is your skin drier today than it was 10 years ago, the answer is going to be yes. We go from a state of being a grape to a state of becoming a raisin as as we live through our life. We shrink. We become shorter. We begin to have less hair. We begin to have wrinkles. Skin's drier. And that's a fact of life. That's something that happens to us regardless. But we can modify it. And the four simple steps, believe it or not, are things that everybody tells you to do, but kind of looking at it in a different way. So the final common pathway of all of, all of those things is less water. You look at your skin, 
That's your first line of defense. And unless you put moisturizers on your skin and protect it, it's not going to help. I look at skincare as health care. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if we think of that, imagine you're going sitting out in the sun and getting a sunburn. At the end of the time, your face is going to be red, but you're also going to feel more lethargic, more tired, maybe nauseous, maybe stomach ache. That's not your skin talking. What's happened is the damage from the environment penetrated through your skin into every or- into the bloodstream and into every organ in your body. So unless we take care of our skin and moisturize and prevent damage with antioxidants and internally as well as externally, predominantly both, um, and agents that protect us from environmental stresses, it's not going to help. The other thing is to encourage hydration in your body. Your body has to be fully hydrated, and that means you're eating your water. Ask people... uh, did you, did you drink a glass of water a day? Yeah, I do. I try. I can't do it. It's hard. But I try all the time. And how many trips did you go to the bathroom? Well, about seven or eight times. <laughs> so water is wonderful. We don't, can't do without it. But in structured water, which is the water that's in fruits and vegetables, you have phytonutrients, antioxidants, uh, make your body alkaline, resistant to cancer and bone loss. So you're getting all of those benefits. You need to do more exercise. Again, that sitting disease is killing a lot of us, and we don't recognize it. More and more people are just hanging out. They're, you know, Even we have people losing their jobs because they're robots, and maybe they're on some charity or something like that, or maybe uh, they're only working part-time, but they're more sitting. We're, we're not exercising. We're not walking as much as we did. Um, so exercise, your body builds muscle. Muscle is 70% water. Fat is only 10% water. So you're going to put on moisturizers on your skin. You're going to eat your water. You're going to exercise. But the one thing that you can do is the hardest is reduce your stress. It's easier said than done. Mm. And I've tried to develop simple ways that encourage that. I did a clinical study on looking at 11 insights, insight cards. These are cards that I've created. Uh, One of them is dance even though you can't hear the music. Be thrilled with who you are. Why have a bad day when you can have a good day? These are affirmations. Mm -hmm. I call them insights. Those 11 insight cards, I've had a study where we took the subjects and asked them to just look at those cards twice a day and journal. And um, we measured their blood pressure, their stress level by a cone-perceived stress test, um, and their hydration level. At the end of one month, all of those improved. Statistically significant is the the stress test. But even more was the subjective. What they were journaling was dramatic. They changed their lives. So impacting these positive affirmations and doing what you know is right, um, encouraging you to have that inner strength to do what you think is, is right, encouraging you to do the exercise that you've been thinking of doing but you haven't done for a while. Mm. I had one person, uh, uh, she hadn't spoken to her sister for years, and she was angry. They didn't remember what, and all of a sudden, they encouraged her to go back and talk and contact and have a relationship again. Um, So many things began to happen. Uh, Also doing a pilot study uh, at the hospital uh, and um, this is not complete yet, so we, we don't know. But uh, having a, a group, these are people who have uh, diabetics, a diabetic foot clinic, um, and they've treated the 
control group is treated the way they always are. The intervention group is treated with looking at the card twice a day and journaling. And so far, it looks like, and I can't say uh, the end result, but it looks like uh, the intervention group is going to have a better outcome than the other. And this is kind of a simple thing. And it all comes back to me to one thing, the fact that only you can make things happen. Only you can create magic, create your own magic. Um, And also, everyone is unique and you have to uniquely be different mm. and treat yourself the way that you need to be. If I give people two words, I say I have 10 people and I ask them to write down, tell me what this means to you, something like forgive yourself. I'll get 10 different opinions. It'll be kind of the same, but they're different. So we don't realize how uniquely different we are. And unless we address ourselves in a unique way, we're not going to really function in that way. You're not going to be able to address it because I can't treat everybody the same. I can't tell everybody yoga is good for you. It's not bad, but it may not be good for you. Mm. Uh, it's, it's what works for you. It's kind of beautiful to say only you can make magic happen. It's very yeah. empowering. But then I wonder how what you think, because I definitely believe this to be the case, that the things that you've talked about, so the hardest thing, reducing stress, um, exercising more should be pretty easy. Put on some shoes, go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, hydrating. Um, all of these things have become overcomplicated, don't you find? They have become complicated, but it shouldn't be. It, it so how be. does somebody break down the noise? So, for example, I could go out now and I could go and get a specialist magazine on women's working out <laughs> right. um, or women's wellness. And it could give me three different messages on how to work out, how I should live my life, how I should eat. And it creates it doesn't create clarity or simplification. It adds confusion. It is confusing. But the problem is that. Those are all things that people are telling you to do. You've mm-hmm. heard the saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make them drink it. Mm-hmm. The benefit of the affirmations is encouraging you to have the inner strength to make those choices. Mm-hmm. And those words don't specifically mean exactly the same thing to you as they would for somebody else. But what they do is encourage you to have more gratitude, encouraging you to have more strength from within encouraging you to be more of a maximizer instead of a sacrificer. Ooh, can we just go... I, okay, maximizer versus sacrificer. This is new. I haven't heard this before. Oh, yeah. You are. As a, We are generally all, and I think women more than men, are maximizer. I mean, sacrificer. Mm. If I ask people who's the most important person in the world, it's always somebody else. So I say there's no... Me, there's no we. So we have to feel comfortable to be taking care of ourselves as well as all of those other people that we think are more important than us. Um, So we tend to give and treat other people better than ourselves. And it's not that we shouldn't be nice to other people. That's not the point. And it's not that I want you to be selfish, but I want you to take care of yourself. How does somebody find that balance, though? It's not easy. And I think things like, I'm not saying it's the only thing, but the one that seems to work for my patients and really well, and there's some proof, is looking at these specific 11 statements Mm -hmm. and journaling twice a day. Um, We can make that available to um, the people who are listening uh, one way or another. I can look at my site. 
We'll put the links in the show notes. Yes. And um, you can look at it and they'll show you the pictures of the 11 cards. You can download them and make them and uh, look at them twice a day in journal. Very easy. And also the, the problem with direction is it doesn't work. So we realized all we ask you to do is look at the cards twice a day and journal. And then people say, well, what should I journal? I said, whatever you feel like. When should I journal? Whenever you feel like it. When should I look at the cards? Whatever. Just look at them twice a day and look at all of them. It's not just, you may find one that you like better than another, mm -hmm. but looking at all of them together because all of them work in, in synergy and it encourages you to make that right decision. So you can look at that magazine and say, you know, oh, I know I'm not going to do that. I'm not going <laughs> to do that. And maybe I'll do this. Mm. And because it suits you. Mm. Um, yeah, I, there's so many suggestions. I can tell you, you know, put your cell phone in another room when you go to bed. Don't sleep with it. Uh, you know, there's so many things that <laughs> we know we should do, but we don't. But when we decide to do it, we will. So that's a good point, putting your cell phone in another room when you're asleep. Um, I try to live by that rule, and I'm not very good at it. And the reason is, and I guess what the reason with a lot of these small, not small changes, but a lot of these things is because there's no immediate measurable change uh, for, for sleeping with your phone in a different room. In the same way that there, there is with other activities. Actually, there should be, because when your phone is in the room with you, you're more likely to look at it at night when you're kind of half asleep and maybe going to the bathroom or something like that. So you're more likely to get a full night's sleep when the phone is somewhere else and you're not, you're not bothered mm. by it. Um, and, you know, again, it's, it's, it's your choice, your decision. And I could tell you to do it, but you won't do it <laughs> unless you decide to do it. And that's okay. I think this, it's not being selfish. It's, you know, I, 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 I use this saying, allow the unique you to blossom. Mm. You are uniquely different. Um, I can, again, show you this idea. Of hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. These simple words, you get 10 different people that have slightly different opinions of exactly what it, those words mean. And everybody has to have their unique potential and their unique ability. And, and it's sort of complicated, but this idea of, of, of you know, how important you are. 
Well, it makes me think about um, that magazine again, because if I buy that magazine, there's probably somebody on the cover who looks uh, a certain way and maybe I would like to look that certain Mm -hmm. way. And it disconnects you from how you actually look and maybe makes you appreciate somebody else's physical appearance over your own. Right. And what you're saying is uh, come back to you and appreciate who and what you are, right? Yes. Because you have unique abilities. Nobody else in the world has the abilities that you have. Nobody else in the world can do the things that you could. You can aspire to them, and you'll be able to do it. Now, the secret is finding out what that is. Mm. And one way to do it is, this is what I'm suggesting, is like kind of not really thinking about what to do, but encouraging your self-thought to come through and the self-talk to encourage you to do the things that that you know you have the potential to do, but maybe you were afraid to do them. Maybe maybe you were concerned I fail and I don't want to fail. Maybe you were concerned that... I'm not good enough. I mean, I can tell you examples of myself. I mean, and this is like a stupid way, but I am not cl- am thinking of myself as an athlete at all. I'm not. But years ago, I, I, I took my family skiing, and I took a lesson in the morning and uh, went down the slopes. So it's not the best, you know, but I did the sort of intermediate slopes, and it was okay. And went to lunch. And then I decided I didn't have a lesson. I was just going to go and do that same run. I got to the top and I said, oh, my gosh, look at those bones. I can't do those. Oh, no. I ended up taking my skis off and walking down the slope. So the power of yourself, I told myself I couldn't do it. Mm. But I had just done it. Mm. So how do we get you to encourage that? tell you that you have potential and and your potential may be different you know somebody may be good at technology other people are not and if you're not that that's that's okay there are other things that you could be great at Uh, but again this sense of self the sense of taking care of this this unique person and and embracing it and and being happy with it and making the best of it we only have one life and we only have one self, and that one self can take us to new heights if we let it. How would you advise somebody nurture themselves? Because if somebody's listening to this and thinking, oh, I'm definitely a sacrificer at this point, or... We all are. Yeah. How, um, because I think a lot of the things that on paper when you read about um, activities or actions that you could take in order to nurture yourself might read as being selfish. So how do you, how do you create that nurturing? How do you nurture yourself, basically? It's not easy uh, because it's so hard because you're impacted with all these things to do, recommending this, recommending that, and you can do it. Um, but there has to be a way that you can understand yourself a little bit more. So one thing, and this is simple, maybe it's meaningless, but it does work for some of my patients. I tell them, find a day when you have nothing to do. And they say, I've never had a day nothing to do. <laughs> and, but I say, I find a day, make a day. And I want you to just 
have nothing to do and no 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 plans, no phone calls, nothing at all. And do that a couple of times. Um, sometimes you can do it just once. And then maybe take a walk all by yourself. Uh, maybe go to your point, go into nature and walk through nature by yourself. Don't have the headset phone or anything like that. Don't have anything on your mind. Listeners, I was telling Dr. Murad before we started recording about how I like going to the park. Yes. And then see what happens. And it's amazing how when you have those moments, you begin to make decisions because your mind is as much as possible clear of all the, the garbage that we're associated with, with what we have to do. We have to do this and that and the other. We're so complicated. But try that. Mm. And that, in a way, that's encouraging your mind to come forward and come up with ideas and plans for you to do. I don't know if you've ever thought that, like just don't have any plans, just decide to just gonna go for a walk or mm. even sit at home and not turn on the TV or anything, just not have any, any, anything that's challenging your brain. Yeah, I like to I like to go for a walk and I do sometimes listen to podcasts because I like to mm -hmm. be inspired or I like to learn. But I do feel that what happens is it turns off the noise, but my brain still percolates and then I get home. And then the thing that I've been maybe spending a lot of time um, angsting over suddenly has, while I've been distracted by walking and listening to something else, it's formed into the, the idea that I needed it to become, but I was for pushing too hard for it. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a way of clearing your mind mm. of all the extraneous things that are going on in life and letting your own ideas come through, your own sense of self. Um, this has come up actually quite a bit on the podcast recently in the conversations that I've been having, and it really does keep coming back to being happy in your own company, and I used to work in a job that I took far too seriously. And I just used to think about it all the time, including all weekend and probably even at night when I was sleeping. And to the point where I would potentially get home on a Friday night after work and just go into standby mode until I could go back into work on Monday morning. Mm -hmm. And I did nothing with my weekends other than think about work. And and actually, it didn't make me better at my job by any stretch of the imagination, and now I've reached a point where my weekends are so sacred because I love, whether I'm by myself or with friends, I love that time. I prioritize it. And I wonder if you have any guidance for people listening about how to feel comfortable within themselves. Because some people really, and I used to be like this, don't like being uh, alone. Yes, I know. that It's, it's not an easy uh, task that you're asking me to, to give. But I, I, I go back to just the idea of um, trying to uh, spend some time, uh, again, alone, and not have anything specific to do. Mm. Um, because in a way, it's almost like, you know, when our computer and our cell phones don't work so well, we just turn them off for a moment, mm -hmm. and then they go back on when we put them back on. So that idea of, of spend, spending some time alone... Uh, this thing with affirmations, I mean, you don't have to do the ones that I'm recommending, but if there are some affirmations that kind of talk to you, uh, maybe uh, put them down and read them two or three times a day 
and see what how that works for you. Um, there are different different ways to do it, but mm. it's it's a it's sort of clarifying your brain for a short period of time and having positive impact on it mm. rather than negative. What um what about how do you feel about the kind of cult that there is at the moment of organizing and of tidying, whether it be Marie Kondo and going to that extreme or whether it's just knowing where all of your things are and they them all having a place and how that can actually provide um, a lot of mental clarity. That doesn't work for me personally, but it, I know it does work for some people. Mm-hmm. They need to have everything organized, and once they have that, then they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So again, it's the individual. To me, I'm, I don't. That's not as important to me. So for you, it's just find the things. Ask yourself, live, like experiment and find the things that actually make you happy. Don't just accept what your day is based on the circumstances that you find yourself in. Well, no, you have to, the, the circumstances you find yourself in, you have to address those because mm-hmm. it, it's different. But, but again, the idea of if, if everybody's suggesting to you that you have to be perfect and you have to be tidy and that's not your, your genetic makeup, mm-hmm. then you don't have to. Why, why are you... Why are you trying to become a pretzel? It's impossible. <laughs> and, and that's what many of us do. We try to accommodate everybody and everything else, and we forget about us. Mm. Um, and, it, and again, I don't like you to feel that this is selfish. It's not. It's, in a way, you'll be a better person and a better friend and a better relative to everybody else mm. when you are comfortable with yourself. Yeah, because there's that... Um saying isn't there you can't pour from an em- from an empty cup yes and and many of us have an empty cup because we've given all the water to everybody mm. else how do i mean again that comes back to boundaries but um I, i've spoken previously about this on the podcast about getting to that point of running on empty or just com- feeling completely wiped out and maybe because you've given all that energy to others mm-hmm. and then you don't have it for you um what can you maybe uh, signpost any warning signs people can look out for that might be a point where they can say actually I need to do I need to spend some time by myself or I need to recalibrate I need to look after myself now yes well usually at that point you're also angry and mm. you're angry at the other people around you and all of a sudden you're not that nice person that you used <laughs> to be um, so you, you you begin to to have those warning signs mm-hmm. that you know gee all of a sudden that doesn't sound like me why <laughs> why did i do that why was i screaming at that person why why was i not nice to them like i used to be why mm-hmm. was so you begin to have a change in your your persona and it's just it's just keeping an eye out for that and knowing when you just need to yeah go back to factory right. settings <laughs> right and uh, you know there's so many ways to look at it too i mean sometimes you are so entangled with uh, this other person and and you know i i have a saying in order to grow you need to cut your umbilical cord now obviously we don't have an umbilical cord physically mm-hmm. but we have attachment to different people and we know that these are people that are maybe ne- negatively impacting us so or things that are negatively impacting us so we have to s- get to the point where we we understand that this is not good for me mm. and I need to change. 
Do you do meditation? Not specifically. Uh, and I, in a way, I guess I do. I, I tend to wake up when I wake up, and I don't necessarily do anything for maybe a while, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and I may go down and get a cup of coffee or something like that, but I don't, I don't do, I just have an open mind. I just mm. don't, don't do anything. The reason I ask is because to the point about the umbilical cord, I did a guided meditation a few years ago and it was all visualization and it was imagine the people in your life who were causing you stress and there was a silver cord like a spider's web uh -huh. between you and you are now actively cutting it okay and actually it was really upsetting <laughs> afterwards it felt really quite weird. yes but didn't it help you didn't it free you from all those negative whatever they were they were didn't have to be people I don't, I don't know i think it gave me permission to maybe entertain the thought if that makes sense but i don't think the act of doing a guided meditation fixed anything or oh, okay. broke those yeah. chords. But I, I don't mean it in a sort of a negative way. It's just the idea that we know there are certain things that are inhibiting us from mm. having a happier life, a happier, more fulfilling life. And, um, and we know what they are. Sometimes it's just hard to release them. Mm. Um, but if, if there is a way that it would make a difference. I mean... It, Dealing with people as you do regularly who maybe come for you, come to you for life advice, wellness advice, what, is, what seems to be the most common malaise that people are articulating when they speak to you? I think right now um, this tendency to try to be perfect mm. and how impossible it is. And and we're pushed in that direction because it seems like everybody else is better than us, mm -hmm. and we feel less worthy. Um, and at the end of it, it's it's it, there are so many things I can't say it's one thing, mm -hmm. but if I had to pick that one thing, I think it would be that the the, the sense of feeling maybe less worthy, sense of um, everyone's sort of much better. They're they're able to do more than than I am. Um, I, there's so much for me to do and I can't cope with all of mm -hmm. it. Uh, and, and then what you tend to do is to try to be perfect, to say, I'm just going to do this. And then that becomes impossible. Mm. Uh, so I say, live longer and be imperfect, live longer. <laughs> I like that. Be imperfect. And, and perfectionism longer. leads to pessimism is another one. Does it? You yes. believe that? Yeah, because you, nothing is ever going to be good enough. You, you try to be perfect, it's not going to be good, and then you feel pessimistic. Hmm. If you could give listeners, I think this is a really nice note on which to end, if you could give listeners three pieces of advice to move forward from listening to this conversation and have a, either a great day, a great week, a great life, <laughs> what would they be? Okay, number one would be allow the unique you to blossom. Mm -hmm. Another one would be, why have a bad day when you can have a good day? Mm -hmm. And the third one would be, dance, even though you don't hear the music. Okay, let's go back to number two. So number two was, uh, why, why have, have a, a bad day when you can have a good day? So let's, let's just quickly unpick the, the ways in which you can do that. Because we've talked about this in the podcast, and it sounds very simple, but it's a choice. Today I will go out, and rather than thinking that the people I work with are morons, I will mm -hmm. think that they're nice people. <laughs> well, Is it, it as simple as that? 
Not not exactly, but you know, it's like I have to give you a, talk, a story about my father, and it kind of describes it. I was very fortunate to pick good parents. So my father, at one time, was a wealthy, relatively wealthy person, and he ended, ended up being not as as he got older. He lost his business, and he we had to move to for, for a big house to a small house, and he had to work as a messenger. This is many years ago, mm. and <clears throat> so he um, he a messenger in New York at that time. You had to deliver papers. There mm. was no fax or emails or anything like that. Came home on the subway. He got mugged, and he didn't have much money. He was working for minimum wage, but whatever it was, he had. And then he got mugged. He's a relatively older person. Glasses are broken. His teeth are. Then some pushed down. They took his watch, and, and then he had to walk a little way, maybe a quarter mile or maybe more to the house and uh, the apartment. And ours was on the fourth floor. The elevator didn't work, and he walked up. <clears throat> and he, so we, when he walked in the door, he said, "Oh my gosh, what happened to you? You're bleeding. Your nose. What? Your glasses. What happened to you?" And he says, "It's okay. My left leg still works." So. That's a huge difference. I'm not mm-hmm. recommending. That's a hard thing to do. Mm. But there's always a, a positive side. Did you have enough to eat today? Mm. Did you have a roof over your head? Mm. Uh, I mean, there's always something that you can think of that is sort of a way of looking at life is more positive than the negative and, and ignoring the, the negative in a way. Mm. Perspective. Put it into perspective. Wise, wise words from Dr. Murat. It's always such a pleasure to have you on. And uh, as I say, I always feel like um, I'm going to have a better day. Good. You're going to have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) Why have a bad day? (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to get in touch with me, email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or you can DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I'm at Emma Guns. If you want to chat to me and thousands of other listeners to this podcast, then please do click the show notes, click the link in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this podcast and join the Facebook forum. There are thousands of us in there. You just have to answer a couple of questions and agree to the forum rules and you too can enjoy gifts of Keanu and conversation about health, wellness, beauty, fitness, whatever it might be. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next one.